Alright, what if I need arsenic? Yes, and your roof I'm filled. <clears throat> I, I would feel inadequate. Yep, too much neckbeard for you to handle. So that's that's actually how I get most of my length, is I just trim off anything that's actually on the neck and then just weave it into the actual chin portion of the beard. You clip oh, it no, down no. and make it look bigger? Yeah, exactly. I grow out my neck beard so that I look like mostly shoulder. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the Clive Anderson method. <laughs> that's a reference you're not supposed to get, by the way. No, no, definitely not. I did not get that, so job well done. Mm-hmm. British in it. This is this is me making it the audience's problem that I'm awake at two AM. Yep. Just force as many Britishisms into one podcast as you can. Yep. We only get it so often. Yep. Turns out that uh the phrase that we didn't get is actually a way to wake up British sleeper agents uh in the US to try and get more tea populated throughout. Yeah. I've got to reach a twelve IPM, that's twelve in its per minute. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you not putting that in the metric. Uh, anything but the metric system. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're recording. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Welcome and with back that, to Steam Powered Scoundrels. And welcome back to Friday Night <laughs> Fodown. Uh, uh, we don't have uh, we don't have our scoundrel, our main scoundrels, so we're a bit of a mess tonight. Absolutely, that is, that um, is what we are here for: is being a mess. Uh, but yeah, this is Friday Night Fodown, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. That Can we say that? Sure. Don't you listen to your own podcast? We can say whatever we want, Eli. Once. Yep. <sighs> it's nice to not have consequences. Yeah, everything's made up and the points are non-existent. We don't hand out points. There we go. That's true. Yeah, we really don't. We don't do, we don't do winners. We don't really do Friday Night Fodown winners. Mm-hmm. And we ourselves never have points that we make. Like, that's not a thing. So everyone gets a participation trophy. Wait, exactly. So what's, exactly. What is the monetary value of those podcast. Steam tokens? <laughs> They're tokens, uh, not I points. To... A very different fiat <laughs> currency. Uh, and now that we're done talking about the economics of steam-powered scoundrels, uh, I don't know, Roman is one of our hosts. Say hi, Roman. Hi. <laughs> there I'm we go. Doug. <laughs> Here's not Doug, and I'm not Doug either. I'm Nate. Hi, I'm Nate. Uh, we also have with us Eli. I've never been Doug. Eli has never been Doug. Uh, we have someone else who is also not Doug, or Victoria, as far as I know, and that's Scott. Hello. And probably the least Doug and Victoria of us all, from across the pond, we have Mike. No, I'm, I'm B. Sorry. Oh. Are you <laughs> traded places? Yeah, we traded places. We traded lives. Oh. It seems... I don't know. <laughs> likely. <laughs> yeah, it is both likely and it is one heck of a, 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 I don't know if that's a juggling act or a plate spinning act, but it, it's something involving a lot of frantic motions. Uh, but anyways, we have all gathered to do a fun and quick little Friday night fo-down just to, just to get the ball rolling. Um, but before we do our Friday night fo-down and anyone explains the rules or anything like that, uh, we have some patrons to talk about, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and our first patron is one Michael Entwistle. Um, now, who is, who, is, who is Michael Entwistle, you might ask? Michael Entwistle is here. He's real. And he is the moment. 
What's going on in the background? (laughs) So, our next patron is uh, John Roberts. John Roberts grew up in the small town of New Shores, New England. Uh, he, He became known for his shoe factory. A very prosperous shoe factory in that town. Well, for that town, a small town that it was. Uh, he had uh, a lovely little family, wife, three kids, and died happily at the age of 67. <laughs> oh. See, our next patron is Clay Pierce. So what can I say about Clay that the whole Texas meta hasn't said about him already? I believe that Clay is actually not a person. He is a chat GPT bot that was made to start a podcast down there because no one wanted to do it or take the blame for it. And so they made him up and he's just a piece of everyone's imagination. Now that really explains the weirdness of that game I played against him. <laughs> explains a lot about him. Man, I got a little weird. <laughs> just a, an amalgamation of Texas thoughts. Something that is not an amalgamation of Texas thoughts is Tim Ball, our next patron, who, aside from that thing I just said, continues every day in his goal of creating and making as popular as possible a sport based on his name. That's right. He wants people to play Timball. What are the rules to Timball? I have no idea, but I hear he's working on them. They probably include <laughs> Tim always wins. <laughs> it, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So she's here. She's queer, but you'll have nothing to fear. It's B-E-A beautiful Beatrix Reigns. Yay! Next we have Chris Gilboy, who, against all scientific fact, continues to be Chris Gilboy. They said it couldn't be done for more than five minutes, but he's gone for the record. Did you know that Matt Pelea is actually ten badgers in a trash bag, rabid and dangerous? Please avoid Matt Pelea at all costs. Reese Robertson, born and raised in the small suburbs of Three Trees, Wyoming. Uh, sorry. Um, Three Trees, Wyoming, has, has had a, a bit of an adventuring streak uh, and discovered several unknown locations in the Yellowstone area. Maurice Roberts- Robinson lived to be a respectable 97-year-old before passing, surrounded by friends and family. <laughs> Stop killing the patrons! <laughs> Class <laughs> uh, while young has an opinion. No, sorry, I'm reading that wrong. Class has an OP onion. Yes, that's an overpowered onion or an onion that needs a nerf for you non gamers. <laughs> uh, Robert Singer, uh, as we have just found out, has been living a lie his whole life. In fact, his whole life is a lie. Just look at his last name, Singer. Everyone knows that man can't sing if you have heard of him. So please, Robert. <laughs> Live the truth. You can't stop his artistic spirit, Scott. <laughs> but I can bemoan the lack <clears throat> of any type of skill in it. Okay, fair. On the other end of that skill spectrum is Craig Chuba, who I have just been handed a news report, admittedly from Smallville, Kansas, for some strange reason, that Craig has enabled or finally broken through in his scientific attempts to create a chewable tuba. Box. <laughs> Ouch. Everything is the box. Philip Travis, born and raised in the town of Brownville, Nevada, <laughs> was a very well-known writer, but wrote under the pen name Mr. Tribbles. 
Oddly enough, many people expected it to be Star Trek-themed, but it was not. He chose not to go with such uh, cliches. Having between 8 and 13 children, uh, and not knowing the location of any of them, uh, Philip Travis is a bit of an odd one. But he is uh, still, still, still around us, still, still on Earth with us, at the age of 127. That is quite impressive. Almost as impressive is Joe Hadfield. Joe Hadfield is the only thing that is effervescent enough to escape a black hole. And he's done so six times. That just seems excessive. Oh, I think he's going to for, go for another one in about a month or so. He's just got to rest up afterwards. Like, you clearly have the world record, though. <laughs> like, why do you need to do more? So he hasn't said specifically why, but I think it's because in the black hole is where he's found the best cookies ever. So he keeps going back for more. Mm, that is okay. that is 100% my speculation, though. He has not said, but uh, if we find out, you know where to turn. Well, you know where the best cookies are. I don't know if I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but, you for the cookies with your segue. Regardless of the, uh, the cookies, um, is Hazel Martin, who was hit by a bus and then was reincarnated in another world and OP as fuck. Yes, that's right. Hazel Martin was isekai'd. <laughs> Enjoy your newfound powers. Was Hazel Martin isekai'd into an onion? And that's how we yes. have the OP onion? Yeah, I was yeah, it's um I was reincarnated in a fantasy world as an overpowered onion. Um very popular, very popular in Japan, that uh particular mm. manga. Um Dane Leogard, inventor of the wristwatch, uh, conspiracy time, believes that time is actually real. Despite all current uh, current scientific evidence that time is fake, mm. can't believe those wackadoos who believe time is real. Yep, the the science is pretty well unimpeachable. Next on the list, we have a uh, Chase Ferrario. What can I say about Chase that uh, no one else has said? Well, what I can say is that I hear he is quite the car enthusiast. Although he keeps chasing for his Ferrari, so hopefully in the future he will uh, catch that car. We can only hope. You know what else we can only hope for? Our next patron, the Wookiee Gunner. And I mean, who wouldn't want a Wookiee Gunner? Like, that's how you're going to take down all the TIE Fighters. Yep. Uh, next patron is uh, James Hahn. He, as my fellow podcaster, uh, has let me down quite a bit. <laughs> he says he's a big Lucius stan, and we found out that is not true, uh, that he has been lying to me this whole time. In fact, he doesn't even like the Neverborn. He is a guild player at heart, and he's just ashamed to say it. So I've said it for you, James. You can come out of the closet now. You are a guild I mean, most Neverborn players want to be guild players. Hey, now. You're an Olsen. Don Haas. <laughs> Born in the town of... <laughs> in the country of... <laughs> Don Haas has been doing unspeakable things his whole life. John Haas is unending. There will be no death of John Haas. John Haas will always be among us. John Haas. <laughs> See, I've only got a short one. Eli um, only uses false logic when arguing. That sounds logical. That's it. And also died at the age of 706. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's awful. I don't want to live that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad, buddy. It's That's been prophesied. 
Hang on, are those metric years? <laughs> oh, God. I'm a oh, anyway. Man. That's true. True. Uh, but you know who's not fake? And that's Craig Shipman, the man of ships himself. What is there to say about Craig Shipman? No, really. Like, someone say something about Craig Shipman. <laughs> Stay it out loud, children I've, at home. I've, I've done research on Craig Shipman. I couldn't find anything. He's a myth, a legend, RPG. a ghost. No one's ever seen Craig Shipman in real life. And anyone who says they have is a liar. I'll tell you one piece of information nobody can extra find about Craig Shipman, and that is any RPG he hasn't tried at least once. It's true, especially if you were to go to uh, Third Floor Wars on Twitch.tv. <laughs> you would never find any evidence of Craig Shipman there. Now that we're done plugging Craig Shipman's podcast and Twitch channel, we should move on to the Fodown! It's time! So, for anyone who's not familiar with a Friday night Fodown, we're going to have an hour on the clock. I assume someone has a clock. Roman has a clock! Oh my god, we're... Are we prepared for this photown? Is that legal? That's a relative term. All right, well, we have an order. We have an order on our little list here. It starts with Roman, and then there is a Scott, and then there is a Nate, and then there is an Eli, and then there is a Mike. We will go in order, choosing topics on our absolutely ridiculous list of topics on this uh, document here. Uh, the person whose turn it is will answer that question and or whatever statement of fact they have to make, and we'll go down the list. Everyone will get an opportunity to extrapolate on that, and then we will go to the next person, and so on and so forth, until the hour has passed. Again, there are no points, so, you know, the structure is only for our own sanity. Oh, start the clock, and Roman, you are, uh, you are number one. That thing I didn't realize until you were saying it, now I'm very quickly looking at the, uh... Aha! You fool! <laughs> you thought we were prepared, but we are in fact not! Mmm, yep. It's only the header of the goddamn Google Doc. I don't look at headers. Where do you see? So no header? Okay, some kind of professional. Um, Alright, here's look one. At seven. Pick a master that is turned into an animated chocolate sculpture of themselves. How does this hinder or help their goals? Oh no. Right? Um, I think I gotta go with Nexus on this one. Okay. So you got, you got all your mites and everything. The, the problem there is if you have chocolate mites... Whenever they get into people, they're just going to melt. They're they're not going to actually be able to maintain cohesion. Um, so I feel like that is going to just shut them down hard, unless Nexus switches from going for attempting to grab everybody from higher life forms uh, and moves to strictly like cold blooded creatures. So we just have mites like riding around in snakes and amphibians and things. Okay. This is my, uh, my, it, it's, it's my attempt to say Nexus is moving to the bayou. Mm. Mm hmm. Mostly, mostly Sillard based. Getcha. Yep. 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 One, and that's going to cause some kind of a weird tide thing as they all like are, are moving around in sync with each other, creating another Nexus in like a maelstrom form. So you'll have a chocolate bayou maelstrom Nexus. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, let's see here. For me, I would have to go with Karis, and it is a huge hindrance to her because, well, since all her powers devolve from heat, and chocolate and heat don't go well, unless she can somehow convert herself into a cho chocolate fondue fountain, uh, she's pretty much uh, not doing a whole lot on, on, uh, in Malifaux. So, uh, yeah, so Karis, yep, she's just now a chocolate fondue fountain doing nothing, people carrying her around. People laughing at her, 
just it's just a bad day for the uh, for the Arcanist. I have a counterpoint there. As the Arcanist player, you show up to the table, declare Karis, and you just pop a chocolate fondue fountain in the middle of the table, full size. You automatically win because you provided your opponent with chocolate fondue fountain, and they are so flabbergasted that they just say, awesome, let's eat. You win. Okay, so I'll give you that. Yes, you can get the win, but in the animated world of Malifaux... You Does this say at what cost kind of question? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See, now I'm seeing like she becomes like the the physical liquid manifestation of hot chocolate, um, mm. which could be dangerous. It's a whole different type of burn. You know, like you drink a you, you you make a hot chocolate and you take that first sip and you're like ah, ah it's hot. You know, yeah. it's it's that's that's the burning she does. Your hand and you're spilled all over the table. And don't get me started on the marshmallows. <laughs> Marshmallow gammon. Yes, right. you're, you heard it here first, folks. Marshmallow gammon. Yep. I'm going to need someone to do some uh, some fan art of cho- hot chocolate shoujo karis, essentially. Like, that sounds hot. Damn it, you beat me to the punch. <laughs> Just got Tony looking at her with hungry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, I think we've got, I think we had a situation where um, the Kima and the Nephilim become um, chocolate, chocolate statues. Um, and, you know, the, the, the scalding black blood within, they become like, like lava cakes, you know? You know, you open them up and there's like even hotter chocolate on the inside. Um, so I don't know if this is necessarily a, a, an upward or downward sort of situation for, for the Nephilim in general, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, uh, that works under some kind of logic, you know, the, re- the reason that fruits are edible because they try to make themselves more edible so they can spread the seeds. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Transport- they make themselves sweeter and more edible. Yeah. So they you can make more the more half bloods. Yeah, you make more half bloods because people are trying to eat the nephilim, and just mm-hmm. like everyone, everyone is nephilim in like a year. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm Chocolate vampirism. Of, yeah, I'm 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 seeing some form of like pastry bakery chain popping up that causes this. Yep, I guess this hits Castor too. Yeah. Way. But he doesn't well, change. He good. just gets voracious for chocolate. <laughs> He's like that guy yeah, from the, SpongeBob. Chocolate! Well, the, the trick there is he can only get nourished off of red velvet. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, I would go more of a, like a cherry cordial. Mm, okay. They just want to cause pain of chocolate. That's a French joke. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Malifaux is a French game. Much the same way. <laughs> Alright, is it me? That would be you. Alright. So I think I think uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rasputina. Ooh, okay. And I think she's fine. because um, she lives in the cold all the time. She's never gonna melt. Yep. Well, she, I mean she literally it. wears she wears ice. Like she's good. December is in her. Mm-hmm. Um but like she's never gonna melt. Plus, like, the cult is now sure they're never going to eat her because she's not made of human anymore. Yep, she's safe, immune. That's a good point. They wanna they wanna eat people and she's not she's not made of people anymore. Makes a ton of sense. Yep, absolutely. It's not technically cannibalism anymore. The best kind of correct. The best yeah, kind of models. cannibalism. <laughs> Weirdly in that case, for Rasputina to take part in cannibalism, she would have to eat a Nephilim. I wouldn't put it faster. <laughs> oh god. Make the Wendigo a chocolate bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that could be the next Easter release. There it is, yeah. 
Okay. I've um, I've also gone Arcanist, because it's going to be an Arcanist podcast from now on. Um, I've gone Ramos, who uses the melting effect to finally escape from prison, um, returns to Malifaux, and makes his, uh, the chalkwork creations of his dreams. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Love it. I'm just glad that one worked while saying it out loud. It worked in type. Worked in your it head. better out loud. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go with the guild has given you carte blanche on designing a new flag for Malifaux City. What does your flag look like? Ooh. So the uh, flag I'm going to design is going to be basic red. It's going to have a white circle in the middle. And then it's going to have Sonia, Lady J, and Perdita doing a Charlie's Angels pose in front of the white spot in black silhouette. You know what? Incredibly based. <laughs> yes, yep. that is my flag. Quick, easy, no fuss, no muss. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I especially like the, the subtle statement there that Charlie is Hoffman. We can go with that. <clears throat> that way he'll have his Charlie's Angels. I didn't even get mm-hmm. that. Look at that. Throwing that Look in. at him. <laughs> Just taking a great idea to another height. Then that way, Lucian can come full Nephilim. <laughs> That'd be a twist. Oh man, um, guild flag must resist the urge to just have a red banner with guild in Comic Sans. Ooh. No, I like it. Go with that. <laughs> as fun as that would be. And look at all of you guys with your thinking caps on. Yep, that's always the fun part of. Oh, I didn't think about this topic. I didn't prepare the an worst. answer for all 100 answers. Only 77 questions. Don't don't overblow it. Okay. okay. That Charlie's Angels one really got me. That was good. Mm-hmm. I have my moments, few and far between. I like the idea of, like, subtly jabbing at the fact that, that the last governor turned into the Burning Man, so, like, a flag that proudly displays the face of Herbert Kitchener. <laughs> and, like, just, like... Secretly mesh in like flame motifs, just like you know. If I was a good artist, this is if I was a good artist making a flag, you know, like subtly putting in these like licking flames all around Herbert Kitchener, just to really, just to really, you know, really sell the point. They already hired me; I already have their money. All right, um, my flag. We're gonna have a nice, like, nice, nice. I don't know, peaceful looking background or whatever. But you have the the fucking train, the giant ram skull on it, just crashing down in the middle of it with fire coming up the sides and explosions. You've got zombies flying off of one side and dead Nephilim on the other side. And, like, you got Tull riding on top of it with two, like, machine guns in his hands just screaming on the top of his lungs. Because somebody, somebody <laughs> gave him the, uh, the ability to design the flag, and this is what he's come up with. Incredible. Nice. I love this. And what do you call this flag? The Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot directly under the train, there's a bunch of uh, innocent civilians, but that's fine. Yeah, don't worry about them. They were probably criminals. They were in Malifaux. Oh, is it me next? That is you next. Right. Webster's Dictionary defines a Malifaux as the informal term for a mixture of two aphorisms, idioms, or cliches. For example, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Yep. Therefore, if we just put the number four on a flag in Malifaux and call it a Malifaux, 
that's as far as I got. I was listening to you guys. <laughs> Mal- the Malif- the Malifor Malaflag for Malifo. Exactly. Beautiful. Write your own punchline. I'm too lazy. <laughs> Bring your own jokes to the steam-powered scoundrels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's me, isn't it? That's you next, yeah. That's how, yeah. how lists work. Yeah, that, that's how that works. So, I was thinking about this, and then thought Eli had a really excellent idea with the train. So, I'm not stealing his idea, but I'm borrowing it for the, the beginning of this. Iterating. <laughs> Again, red red flag because guild. Like, you, you gotta give them something up front, or else they're gonna be like, no, we're not paying you for that. And then also throw you in some dark hole somewhere. So, red flag. Picture of the uh, ram-headed train going down, except that it gets... About a third, like, once you get to the center of the flag, the the tracks diverge. They, they split into two. And there is, on the flag, at that splitting into two, there's a person standing there holding a switch for which way the train is supposed to go. And on <laughs> both uh, sections of track after this, there are just numerous innocent bystanders tied to the track. You naughty boy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, that's good. I like it. I occasionally have a moment. Kitchener all by himself on one half and a bunch of innocents on the other half. Mm. Mm. Is it Lucius, Lucius at the switch? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that really that really seems the most fitting is 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 Lucius at the switch. This mm-hmm. isn't a Malifaux Port Authority. You can't call Lucius a switch. <laughs> <laughs> I always can call Lucius a switch. You can't stop me. So you started out by saying a red flag, and I thought you were going to go down the route of, oh, we just have a red flag with Kim's face on it that says, run, children, run, while you still can. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Everyone good on the on the flag issue? Any other flag recommendations? No flags on the play. All right. No flags on the play. I guess it's my turn. I'm going to randomly generate a topic and see which one I uh, do which one I like. Oh, no. All right, yeah. I've decided to go Nate, full chaos, chaos grumbling. Nate, Nate rolling the D seventy seven. Indeed, I am. The the great thing about the internet is I can do that. <laughs> All right, we've got topic number six. Immediately, come up with a new Malifaux or the other side alternative game type or new board game that Weird is definitely going to make next. This one, oh written boy, by the designers. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> this isn't very and- immediate. Do better. Yeah, no, no, this is this is gonna be great. It's gonna be very well balanced. And what it is, it's a Malifaux format. Um, and we can we can workshop the name here, but you bring all eight of the masters in your faction as a single crew. Hmm. For extra for extra points, you have one player playing each faction all on the same table. <laughs> it takes ten hours. <laughs> Clocks are in force. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> and it's a free for all battle royale. There are no points. Last man standing. <laughs> I think we just call this format no. <laughs> <sighs> that's my new that's my new format idea. Weird. That's money in the bank. Yours to print. Run that at the next Adepticon or whatever. <laughs> Eli, your immediate new new game idea. Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot I was right after you. Um, all right. So this format's called Earn It Yourself, and they're going to make a uh, 
you make a resource farming board game uh, where the victory points are scored by collecting soul stones. Uh, but the twist is, however many soul stones you get at the end of the game, that's how many you're going into your Malifaux match with. <laughs> okay. Like it's like a campaign scenario. You play the, just, you play this more, more, more of a two part game. Yeah. 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 Act Act One and Act Two. I like it. I dig it. Oh no, let me play Malifaux Catan before every game of Malifaux. <laughs> Hell yeah. God. Got wood for Soulstone? <laughs> Always. Okay, I've got one. Hit us. Uh scheme NFT. Every scheme marker drops generates a new non-fungible token that goes into a collective scheme pool sat precariously above a rug. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. I love it. Oh, no. That's my dating profile. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Here's, here's mine. We're going to call it the Tyrant War. Okay. And for this format, you build an army out of both, uh, you use Malifaux models for the named characters, but any minion that you would hire becomes, for whatever the maximum number of minions it would be, it gets that many fire teams, and you put them on, uh, TOS bases. So you're doing that, and this is played on a 12 by 12 board. It is recommended that you play with at least uh, two people playing like 200 soul stones apiece per side. Uh, and anything that uses a blast marker is using a literal dinner plate that you brought from home. Oh, okay. All, they, all ranges of attacks have also been uh, quadrupled in size. May I suggest, Nate, that this is your opportunity to get the Legion of Pigs. <laughs> Big Swarm! Dom, my immediate thought is Wong. Yeah. <laughs> Tactical nukes. I'm interested yep. in this 12 by 12 board concept. Do you have to use a winch? Yeah, es essentially. Or, yeah. or you have to like put it on the floor and use extendable, like actual old school pushing armies around sticks as though you were some kind of an ancient general. Oh my god. You're supposed to come up with funny answers, not genius. <laughs> the one thing I was okay, trying so to figure out I a good good way for there was is called Bad Things Happen Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. From the Malvo perspective, it's played way in the future of twenty twenty five where just nobody gets along and everyone dies. Quick, simple, you throw it on the board, you get out your blast tokens, aka nuclear bombs, and just throw them on the board and then everyone loses. Bad things happen. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to know what the the Malifaux equivalent of the nuclear arms race looks like. You know what? That's going on the list. Oh God! Burning Man, but he lands on the on the in the city. Ah, see, that's that's like we're we're like in the World War One kind of feel right now. Like I'm I'm thinking, you know, what's what's next? What's the escalation? What's the nuclear arms race of Malifaux look like? In what year are war crimes invented in this world? Uh, when was Sonya born? <laughs> I didn't say discovered, I said invented. Uh, <laughs> patented. At what, at what point yeah. are they recognized as war crimes? Yeah, exactly. Because if the guild's in charge... Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, we, that's, we, that's the round. Oh, sorry. 
What was that, Roman? I was going to say, we, we know one thing that the, the nuclear arms race is not, is who can make their largest mechanical spider. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. That, that yeah. kind of flopped. Yeah. For more than one faction. Yeah. <laughs> can make the best mechanical spider. Would Ramos have spiders in space? Absolutely. Spiders in space! Absolutely. It gets him off the planet. <clears throat> hey, Eli, it's your turn. Pick a topic. It's my turn. Why would you do that to me? I didn't. The list did. Lame girl. Right. Here's, a, here's a meta question. How Ooh. would you change the rules to make three copies of minions palatable to hire? Simple. Easy. Buy two, get one free. Ooh! <laughs> right? There's a lot of things that you, like, consider bringing in a second one, but would you consider bringing in a second one if you get the third one for free? Obviously. Yeah. You have a ton of three-copy minions out on the board all the time. It would be obnoxious. <laughs> I like how that automatically, like, suddenly a, a uh, balancing way for minions is you, if it's too powerful, you just go, that's a minion too now. Yeah. You can't have a third one. Yep. I like that. Uh, what you do is the, Christ, was it D&D 4th edition version of minions where you just give them one health point? Um, Yes! And just make sure that you they're cheap enough you can spam them. Yes! In they which just case, die to one hit. Yeah, exactly. Just make uh, every minion three into a minion five now. Why not? <laughs> Twelve rats? Um, you coward. Take twenty-four. Yes! <laughs> Beautiful. Wonderful. Perfect solution. Three minutes. So we all know... Uh, just how bad the what is it leader of the pack or whatever it is where you have like the dogs next to each other as long as they're next to each other their stats go up oh uh yeah um shit pack hunter or whatever yeah yeah uh so minions now get a universal rule where as long as they are on the table all minions of the same type get a that much plus to their stat equal to the number of other minions by that name I'm sure that's not broken at all. Yeah, yeah, no, not not at all. Perfectly balanced in every way. Yep, we thought about it for multiple seconds in our heads. Mm-hmm. No crap, that's kind of like my idea. I figure <laughs> you have the Corfi duet. Why not the Insidious Madness threesome? You just combine <laughs> all three together. You add their stats. Not only is it a super mighty Morphin Power Ranger, but you also have uh, um, uh, you have uh, activation control. You know what? Yeah, make make every minion capable of turning into some kind of golem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it works for the duet. Why not for our other minion? Yeah, yeah. You just then have to give every minion the elemental keyword. It's you fun. have the rat king. Why not the pig king? Exactly. <laughs> they got curly tails. Or or they, maybe they just get an upgrade called uh, three Baltugan in a ghillie suit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Demise replaces with another Boltungan. Yes, exactly. And and an ice pillar, because you can never have And an ice pillar, yeah, of course. That's, you know, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I'm trying to imagine what, like, the Cyclops are fusing into. Cyclops totem. They just turn into, like, two Cyclops stacked on each other, just, like, wobbling back and forth because they're out of balance. Oh, the Biclops. The Biclops! The they're, they're just a very <laughs> tall person with two eyes. Yeah, a p- perfectly normal Clops. 
so my plan, my plan to balance minion threes, we're going to fall back on something that was said, you know, in the last question, we're going to give minion threes into fire teams. So like, instead of just like each singular instance of a minion is actually three minions on one base and you can hire three of those. But they have to operate as singular, you know, fire teams. And then, like, once one dies, you remove it from the fire team. We're just really just going to expand the whole scale of this this situation. Truly apocalyptic. Yep. That sounds awesome. We should make a game like that. Yeah, right. That'd be that'd be crazy <laughs> if they did something like that. Oh, man. But so anyone has any other thoughts? No. About thoughts minion threes. <laughs> right, Mike. It's your topic. Uh, so I've gone with. Which five Malifaux characters would you want to host a Friday night foe down? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You know what? Right. I have an idea for that. Unless you have all five listed out, I think what would be really fun is if we each picked one yeah. and made our dream cast together. I dig it. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. I'm going to make it difficult for you all, though, because I'm going to go with Molly first. So, Oh, you no. you got to have the wholesome one. <laughs> Completely Who's reasonable. Molly? Yeah. Which one is Molly replacing? Uh, Victoria, obviously. Yeah, that's Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just that's just a one for one swap. Yep. Uh, let's me. Roman's having trouble because he wants to pick Zip for himself, but he knows that belongs to Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Roman's just buffering. Oh, are are we specifically picking for ourselves? Because that will change my answer. You might as well know. You can you can pick for whoever. Okay. Okay. When, when it's said, um, it's done. <laughs> I, I don't have a specific person to change this one out for, but I think if you add Harold Tull into Friday Night Fodown, just the fact that he's not going to hear anything properly and he's going to take the uh, conversation in, in like a totally different direction based on what he thinks he heard, hilarity ensues. Oh no. I'm just imagining that well, because- since it's Malifaux, they have to be in like an actual space together. So like he, he can regularly hear the person next to him on one side yeah. and then just like. Completely misses the other the other point. <laughs> yep, exactly. Usually blows something up mid podcast. Yeah, I was I was gonna say no matter how this goes, it'll be a blast. <laughs> Box, I saw what you did there. <laughs> okay, so mine will be since we have Molly, we yep. need to have Molly have to help Hal Harris. Huh? Or, or not? You're right. Cry, cry, yep. and mm-hmm. cry will be replacing Eli because one, they both have long hair, and uh, Cry seems to be a little sad of late, and everyone knows that Eli's a sad boy. So Cry's been sad, sad the whole time. <laughs> Except I when mean, she's same out though. With Molly. Only when she's only when she's not hanging out with Molly. So they'll be like you know, uh, you know, just a classic duo from a uh, uh, late night talk show. So that, that's who will be there. All right, who am I? Who am I adding to this mess? I'm not going to add Zip. Zip's too obvious. Can't make me <laughs> crazy. Ooh. Ooh, that's and good. You put Zip in there, no one else gets to talk. That's true. Exactly. It's too much. It's too much. Um, no, you know, you know who's going to make. You know who's. We need someone who's going to be at my level level of insufferable, but not quite Zip level. And you know who that's going to be. I don't want to say Lord it. Justin Cooper. God damn it! <laughs> just, just going to say some shit that's just going to really just, just be obnoxious as hell gonna be great everyone's gonna love it everyone's just having a good time and you just yep. butt in with i think we should shoot the four people yep constantly yep. comparing guns with tall like it's just mm-hmm. gonna be just gonna be an absolute nightmare 
Oh, is that what the Malifaux arms race looks like? <laughs> Part of it. You're like, you call that a gun? That's not a gun. This is a gun. All right, Eli, I think at this point you get to replace the Doug of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Doug. Wait, who I'm was... Really, I'm really thinking was... Tull has got to be Roman. I, I do non-sequitur enough things. That's kind of like running off and just being like, no, I didn't hear what that joke was. Here's mine. Yeah. better. Yeah, that, that works. You've been replaced by Karai, and Vic's been replaced by Molly, so you, you get to, you get to uh, put the leader in to establish the leader of this, uh, this bunch. Yep. No pressure. All right, I've got it. I've got the answer. It's really easy. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to have Von Schill. Yeah. Uh, because Von Schill is used to wrangling a bunch of idiots, uh-huh. like Doug does. Yep. Uh, and everyone wants him to take his shirt off, just like with Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I would absolutely listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I like what you did there, but the true pick should have been Nelly. True pick. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oof. So the reason that Nelly and Zip aren't on this podcast is they're going to go make their own together. Yeah. Yeah. That's his Von Stuck. Yeah. I would listen to the Von Stuck podcast. It'd be probably educational. Yeah. Out of this world, even. Since I changed box. Since box. <laughs> since I since I changed it, I do want to hear, Mike, what was your original five you had on, on hand? Oh, I, I got as far as um, Molly, Karai, and Gracie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I would listen to that specific trio podcast. So we're good. All right, we're back to the top. Roman, pick a new topic. All right. Again. I need to think about that one more. Okay, I had one. I'm going to, it might come around again. Um, the next person becomes a tyrant. What is their greatest strength? What is their weakness? Randomly pick a Malifaux character that is destined to be their foil. How do they defeat the new tyrant? So Scott... Hmm. Scott, as a tyrant's greatest strength, is his ability to come at people from a direction they don't see. Like, to the point where, if he is attacking you, it's out of the corner of your eye. Like, he he is almost a corner hound, in terms of, like, how he moves. Their weakness is people who already can't see well, because there's no specific spot that he can come from. And as such, Lady Justice brings him down. Um, they, Lady Justice, in fact, defeats him by taking off her blindfold so she can't even fake see. And that fight is the funniest goddamn thing to watch, because it is both of them kind of flailing around can't see things trying to just hold your arms out in front of you to find what is there. And the trick is justice is more practiced at it than Scott. So she finds him and like takes him out. I, I give that approval. I can be seen taken out by lady J. I'm not There's very fast worse. either. She could probably outrun me. Yeah. Especially with all the, the jumping and flips and whatnot. Like if, if yes. she can do all that running in, in high heels, like none of us have a chance. Yeah. You're screwed. Okay, so let's see here. Nate, if he becomes a tyrant, his greatest strength will be to randomly, randomly be able to pick numbers from other people's deck so that their powers will always fail. It's true. That's amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> and why is that not a greatest strength? Because you flabbergast your opponent into making so many mistakes 
whoever he is facing or she, and they just, they, they, they can't take it anymore. They think that he's reading their mind. Yep. What is his greatest weakness is that if there are no numbers involved, his greatness becomes his weakness. <clears throat> he can't flabbergast them. He can't do anything to them. He just, they just steamroll him. So the random character, um, let's see here. Well, it had to be Zip. I mean, he likes to talk a big game, but I highly doubt he's very good at numbers. So, and he probably won't even notice Nate's there. Just, you know, beats him without even noticing, which will make Nate very sad. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the the only number that Zip is ever aware of is the number of cups of coffee he's had that day. Yep, typically 12. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Eli. <laughs> we see what happens with Eli is Eli just sheerly manifests the tyrant despair. Just becomes the new, the new emissary, the burning man of despair, if you will. <laughs> but what 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 defeats what defeats despair? What 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 could truly overcome such a such a mighty and powerful powerful force? And that I think would have to be something that's just so just overtly wholesome, so overtly kind and gentle. I guess I have to go with strengths first, and I mean, we, we all know the, the strength and power of despair. Just multiply that by by tenfold. Uh, Oof. Oof. Only ten? Oh man, uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is going in a direction, a downward spiral. In fact, a real yeah, a real a real dark hole of uh, <laughs> sadness and, and destruction. And I think the only the only force wholesome enough in Malfo. To truly finally end despair at, at full power and El- and Eli's reign of tyranny as despair would be Yedza. <laughs> she just hand him one Werther's original and he would just fold. <laughs> <laughs> the original Werther's original, in fact. <laughs> yes, it's the the Werther's original. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna be mean to that? <laughs> Can't, you can't depress Yedza. She was there for the Werther's original. <laughs> uh, that's what I've got. That's good. All right, now I need to Google when Werther's were originally made. All right. All right, so Mike is, uh, Mike's strength is he's part of a two-part tyrant, much like uh, the Dragons or Fortune, right? You got Mike and B as part of the tyrant of chaos and uh super super fucking hard to pin down who's going to cause problems next <laughs> you just never fucking know it also when you think you got the one down it's like actually nope it was the other one jokes Surprise, on you switch profile pictures <laughs> fool i love that and um the uh their foil uh sorry what's the is it Ross Jebson is the the gremlin that paints. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's their foil because uh, he's able to pin a specific color on each of them so they can be identified. Love it. Oh, it's good. Here we have a happy little tyrant and another one because everyone needs a friend. <laughs> oh god, Roman. Roman is a tyrant. I think we all know where this is going. Uh, he has a more powerful version of the pine box known as the Roman box. Yep. Um, it leads to um, a void in which the occupant must listen to endless puns. Yep. Um, a fitting punishment. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
box. Um, his foil, of course, is Tara, who really dislikes the clear misuse of void property. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there is no defeating the pun. See, what, what ends up happening is they become entrenched in a legal battle. This, this becomes all about, like, you know, property rights and uh, demarcation. Can you still hear me? Yep, you're good. Yes. Okay, I just unplugged my microphone um, with my foot, which is covered in dabbing 33 socks. Um, and it's very suitable, because I was going to say Roman's main weakness is that the word of Roman spoken from the void uh, occasionally cuts out for long periods of time. <laughs> yep. That is nope. the only way to avoid me. Oof. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Luckily, also, we'll hear that. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, interestingly enough, I looked it up while Eli was was waxing poetic. Um, Werther's originals were created in Germany in 1909. Oh my god, every Malifaux character is going to be there for the creation of the Werther original. Oh right? That's next year! Does that yep. mean John Haas was able to see the creation? How did World Wars happen when Werther's <laughs> yes. originals existed? There were only a certain number of them, and everybody wanted them. Oh. Damn. Yeah. They licked each of the each of the original Werthers, each nine of them, and in the darkness bound them together. <laughs> <laughs> One Werther to rule them all. <laughs> oh no. I just boiled down two world worlds worth of uh, geopolitical politics into Werther's originals. Mm-hmm. Well done, us. Scott, pick a new topic. Okay. In first edition, gremlins were part of the outcasts. In second edition, they were in the Gremlins faction. In third edition, they are the Bio faction. What is their fourth edition named, and why? Bastards. What? Uh huh. I don't trust you. <laughs> I listen to your podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm uh-huh. going to go a totally different way. Okay, so the why of the faction name before I give it to you is going to be that in fourth edition, that the Booze Pope is going to rise to tyrant's levels of awesomeness. He kicks out the Burning Man. He becomes the new a new tyrant, and the fourth edition will be just the booze popes bishops. And every every master will have something will have something to do with a bishop, but not good bishops, bad ones. We all know how Malfo likes to uh, use uh, things from history. So each each master will have a tie into a bishop that. Probably worked during the Spanish Inquisition, and uh, they will all be the booze bishops. Love it. I'm so into that, actually. I'm proud of you, Scott. That is amazing. I I can be nice to that faction that shall not be named. You just named it, the booze bishops. Named it four times. Yep. Does the booze pope turn the burning man into a flaming mo? Absolutely. If it's done correctly. Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta follow that up. I actually had kind of a similar a similar thought process. I gotta I gotta I gotta change course here. Um, wow, I, I feel honored that I, yeah, I do. The, the original Bayou Love Master uh, has to change course. We're on. We were on a similar wavelength, Scott. How's that feel? I actually, you know, kind of nice. Yeah, a little tingly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my pants are a little tighter, but other than that, we're good. All right. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play in this space here, and we're gonna exist in a world where you know there is there is a part of the faction that has become the booze bishops, right? Um, I think there's another part of the faction that you know we had our we ha- we ha- we have our our own little influence, you know, 
The brewmaster may have taken down the Burning Man, but his influence has touched the pigs. And I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate even further into the the various beasts of the uh, of the of of the Bayou itself. Um, so the masters who are more in touch with the the more the more bestial side of of the Bayou are going to be you know a tight you know cursed you know swamp cursed in fact if you will. Um, and we get our our own whole whole wear faction of various transforming beastie gremlins. Something about coward, cowardice, even not a terrifying in said faction. I'm into it. Okay, get a proper name though. Yeah, the 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 the, the wear swamps. Okay, wear swamp. So as- wear swamp. <laughs> Which every wear swamp player will do every time they declare their faction. <laughs> Oof. It's the law. Now that we made Eli hate the faction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zip's still right. He's not going to like so, the faction. <laughs> so as we know, uh, fourth edition, Mayfang is going to be in the bayou. That's true. Mm-hmm. So between Mayfang and Ma having all the Arcanist robots and shit, and you've got, as you mentioned, uh, Zip, he's got his whole airship thing. There's, the swamp's getting very, very more technologically advanced. So we're going to have the swamp bots. Uh, yes. And it's just like every every faction is going to now be robotic gremlins. I like this. I'd like how we've diverged into just making a different game that is all by you. I don't know if I like that. I don't want to see a whole board of survivors. Well, they're all going to be on um, the other side, you know, plug bases as fire teams. Okay, <laughs> well, that makes it better. And they're and they're going to be twelve feet away. So you're saying that I just have to hit them with a dinner plate? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Just frisbee it. Don't mess with the scatter die, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eight different Bayou factions. I mean, at least five by the time we're done with this. Speaking of, it's your turn. It's Is Mike. Me? Yep. I can't keep track of who's tweaking anymore. Um, so they they moved it from Gremlins to Bayou because it started including all the other creatures um, and other things like Zoraida. Um, so in fourth edition, they're going back to their roots of Gremlins Plus, uh, which is a more <laughs> Gremlin-centric political system, uh, legitimizing the claim that other creatures and Zerida are merely add-ons. I like it. <laughs> nope, nope, can't keep that one to myself. That's all, that's all I have. <laughs> the 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 plus gives a suggestion that in doing so, they are also becoming more mathematically inclined, which I'm not comfortable with. They they didn't name it that themselves. Okay. Well, so now see that's in reference to all the um all you know a, a bayou is like uh the tributaries and the the fjords at the end of a river that kind of get marshy. Um, so it's it's a streaming service. Ah, Ooh. perfect, perfect. The smallest clap. That one is hurt. That, that one hurt. Is that paid for in uh, uh guild uh money or is that had to be paid for with bacon? Uh, you know, I yeah, whatever whatever your local exchange works with. Um, okay. is, is accepted. Can all be it can all be rerouted. All right, me. Um, so we have heard from reputable sources that despite what everything weird has shown, the next book is actually everyone gets a frog. That's true. Like frog frogs everywhere. Yep. As such, I think the bayou is the epicenter of the frogging. Uh, as, you know, frogs lay eggs in water, that's going to be in the bayou. That, that's where they're all going to come from. Um, 
and as such, I I think I think the entire bayou is overrun with them to the point where it changes the entire face of gremlin culture. Like before, you had booze and bacon. Now you also have frog legs. Mm, a third faction approaches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, I I think the faction just becomes Nolans. You, you just call it Nolans. Give it give it a, a story reason why they do that that is not actually New Orleans. Like, give it a give it a silent G at the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Nolans, exactly. and, and have that be like the the main spawning ground of the frogs. Just the Nolans like bayou section. Um, I personally, even beyond the uh, beyond the faction name change, I'm looking forward to future ability changes. Um, Wong, I expect, will have the ability to just have frogs rain from the sky. As such, I I don't know if this would be in the bayou or not, but someone somewhere is going to have to start some kind of a uh, Voxcast channel to predict where this will happen. Uh, I think maybe it's Yedza or someone in the Seeker crew, because they've seen a lot first, and then they could also just call it the Werther channel. That's a stretch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't don't pull any muscles on that stretch, buddy. Yeah, you know, you got to limber up first. Big stretch. Mm-hmm. Now, the big question is, will these frogs be able to be ridden into battle? Naturally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, one I'm, I'm pretty sure at least, at least one of them is finally going to bring an 80 mil base into Malifaux. Battle frog! Yeah. Like, has summoned a battle frog miniature, which is impressive to have that on hand as we're talking about battle frogs. Mm-hmm. I guess it's my turn again. Generate a new number. Oh, no. <laughs> one. No, not number one. Um, I feel like we've answered this one. Which one? Number two. <laughs> I feel like we've answered that. Eh, fuck it. It's, yeah. you know, it's here. What is your favorite model aesthetically in your preferred faction and why? With sub-question, what model looks so good you're tempted to steal it for your faction? And I mean... I feel like I feel like I'm not allowed to have any other answer other than Swinecurse. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite model. I love them. They're perfect. Um, they're wonderful creatures. Um, no other no other answers. They're part gremlin, part part pig. It's perfect. Now for the sub question, though, I feel like there's got to have been a model that I just I wanted to paint so bad. Could be something there on the tip of my tongue. Botanist. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yep. I want, I want Bayou botanists. I love, I love, I love the botanists so much. I love those sculpts. And main one of them is a gremlin. So like, mm-hmm. I'm already on the right track. <laughs> Swine cursed bar makes right. for spooky, scary <laughs> boys becoming men, men becoming pigs. Pigs. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My favorite model aesthetically in my faction is got to be Klaus. Klaus is beautiful in every way. Uh, he's got he's stylish. He's got the whole like perfect little mimic face. Like he's great. Um, what model looks so good? You're tempted to steal it for your faction. I I have a lot of answers for this one, and I think the one that my faction deserves the most is the uh, the alt huggy. The alternate huggy model with the the big tentacles mm. and the mask in the middle of the mouth, like that one belongs in Neverborn. Yeah, it is. It is a Neverborn icon that got stolen in third edition. I can see that. That's a good good pick. Like honestly, that model 
would have been my choice for the uh for the emissary for Neverborn. Ooh, that would have been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Favorite model aesthetically, I love I love Elijah Borgman. Hmm. I think it's the favorite paint job I've ever done on a model. Certainly. Um, I don't know what it is about Elijah. I think it's I, I don't know. I think it's the fact that he sh- he should be a master and he isn't. That's that's what I like about him. He's a good sculpt. I mean, got good motion I mean, to him. Yeah. Maybe once Karis turns into a fondue fountain, maybe he'll get a, his chance in the sun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, you promote it to master and carry yeah. around a fondue fountain. His totem is the Karis fondue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He starts expanding from the fountain to a whole buffet and becomes Elijah Smorgasborgman. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Very good, Eli. You should be proud. I know you're not, but you I've should I've never be. been proud of myself, but I'm <laughs> less proud of myself than usual right now. You gave in to peer pressure. I'm glad for you. Mm-hmm. Can't y'all pressure me to do drugs or something instead? No, do puns. No. Yeah. Puns are cheaper. Monetarily. Maybe not morally, but monetarily yeah. for sure. It only costs street cred. <laughs> you never had any of that. <laughs> Oh god, who would I steal? You know what? Actually, printing press. I've that. That's actually a really interesting model. I really love it. And if Keris could set it on fire and use it against the guild, then I think that would be a worthy trade. I feel like it'd be easy to I've, set on fire. It's got a lot of paper in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it would fit in with her because it does hand up burning. So Elijah Borgman, master with this new totem, the printing press. Yes, and we give <laughs> no. Nelly the Keris fondue. <laughs> Elijah Borgman is totem Nelly's dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rip. The problem with setting setting the paper on fire is that then you keep getting continuous like out of paper notifications from the printing press. Mm. Out of magenta <laughs> refill tray. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, your your second action every turn has to be refill magenta. Reload the magenta. God damn it. <clears throat> All right. Which of my Arcanist children do I find prettiest? Yes, today. Moleman. <laughs> Moleman! Moleman are so good! Love those models. I say that specifically because I know how much he hates them. Eh, I, aesthetically, I don't really care about the one way or the other, but... Love them. They're so dumpy and cute. <laughs> that's, that's another model I would steal. I think I, since I'm picking a model, I think it's got to be Carlos. Ah, good old Carlos. Yeah, like there's a lot of good good shit going on in in Carlos's sculpt. Um, as far as things to steal, hmm. Part of me, both aesthetically and for the the joke, says I want to steal Ivan because then he's in the faction he belongs in, and because let's face it, he's got that swagger. Mm-mm-mm. On the other hand, on the other hand, I want to steal Cervantes. Fair. You know what? I respect that. Yeah. Because if you just want him to tilt at windmills, you just kind of point him at a peacekeeper and go, or whatever large robot the guild has and says, take it out. Uh, And while they're tied up dealing with crazy windmill tilting snail man, the Arcanist can get other things done. Okay, so my favorite model in Neverborn is going to be uh, Yuri 2. One, I really like the way I got it painted, and there's a doesn't it first appear when you're when you're looking at the model, but there's a lot there is quite a bit going on with all his blood effects and everything like that. 
And then the model I would steal, now technically he's not in my faction, but I can take him. It would be the Alt Barbaros. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but since I can take him, my other one would be the uh, Alt Hannah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Read them out there. Yeah. So, oh yeah, those were easy ones. Uh, but yeah, those 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 are the ones I'll take. And well, and who doesn't want to have a model that can do like nine damage on one swing? It's true. Bonk. <laughs> Big bonk. All right. Back to well, Eli, new topic. Did go off about uh, the timer did go off about oh. ten minutes ago. Do we want to finish the round? Who cares? Two more questions. Yeah. Finish the round. Okay. I had one and then I lost it. Oh, don't do that. Do one more, because Mike needs sleep. Mike needs sleep. Okay. We'll end on Eli's yeah. question. Final question. Eli, no pressure. Make it the best one we've done. Oh, that's not going to happen. There, uh, where is it? Remember the theme of it. Yeah, it's the question about take a model, change one letter in its name to make it a Bayou model. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. That was the one I was looking at earlier, and I was like, I do not have a good answer for this one immediately. I do. Good. It is. It, it serves two stuff. purposes. It makes this model either Bayou or it makes them Scottish. Uh, you put an A into Lord Cooper's name and he becomes Lard Cooper. Lard Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Very good. Mm-hmm. You just see him like barreling up all of the uh, all of the the bacon fat for you know the pig man. Why can't you know, I can't think of his name. Ulix. Because he's a Cooper, he's like dual dual keyword for both Suey and for uh, Triche. Yep, yep. Good thing about the Cooper name already existing in Bayou. Yeah. Okay. This is an this is an interesting one. I like this, and I like the person who asked it. I don't know who that is, but I like them. Okay. Damn, is he that forgettable? Uh, I can't, well, I don't I don't know who asked. I think he means originally, not. Who asked oh, it in the okay. podcast? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, the person who put it on Bogbot. I don't know who his Eli guy is. This seven hundred year old man. Um, ah, oh, so there's 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 possibilities. I mean, you could make Willie into silly because they're the clown faction, but that's a all of that. But that that's a cop out. Silly, short for Sillium. Sillium. That's amazing. <laughs> uh. Oh, what was the other one I had? Oh, saboteur. Yeah, that was it. Saboteur. Make it a fabateur, and it's just a fashion gremlin. Oh yes, yes, all day. That's the one I had. I have nothing. I have no more content than that. That's it. Mm, looks like you stumped uh, Roman here on this one. Good. Yeah, this ah. is one of those that it's 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 tricky because it's such a small change, and my brain keeps going, "Okay, that sounds similar, but that's more than one letter." Um. I've got I three already. Yeah, I know. And this again, this just isn't what my brain is made for. Like I wanted I'm to try to beam you one. Okay, I appreciate that. I wanted to make Lucius into Luscious Matheson and just make him like uh Fabio on the front of a uh uh romance novel. Like that would be amazing. Ah, here we go. You got Bo Peep. Since we're upgrading all the pigs and everything to robots anyway, we're gonna make it Bo Jeep. Oh, but but isn't Bo Peep already in the Bayou faction? No, I like this answer. Shut up, Eli. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give the gremlins a jeep. Well, and here's here's the fun part. It's not just any jeep. It's a big fuck-off dinosaur hunting jeep. Yeah, it's like a, it's a World War One jeep. <laughs> yeah, and with it, 
there is an actual dinosaur on the base chasing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I came up with one. Um, we'll be adding some stuff to the Sui uh, keyword here. So we have Gwil will now be Swill, and it's nice. carried in the bucket of whatever those gremlins. Slop haulers. Yeah, there we go. Slop hauler. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's, just a, it's just a giant bucket of, like, mossy, fungal pig food. Exactly. That allows you to cycle cards. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm gonna offer Every time a pig activates, you can cycle a card. <laughs> I'm going to offer that should also be tri-chi. Yes. Yep, yep. You can be dual A little fermented. Mm-hmm. Or a dual keyword. Yep. Yep. So, got some swill going on. I like it. Is that all you got? That? Oh, yes. That's all I have. All right. I'm going to go on my little tirade here, because I already got, I got three of these, and they're all great. <laughs> I'm gonna be the Good. Doug. I'm gonna make. I'm. I'm breaking the rules. Uh, so I'm gonna go for the really obvious one, and that's Porker Barrows, a notorious pig thief. Ah, yeah, uh, perfect. Uh, nearby him, uh, the uh, the inventor of the bow jeep is Harrison Frogsham. <laughs> How many um, frogs and pigs in a trench coat is he? Um. Well, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. It's just one, actually. It's just one in a trench coat. Uh, very dapper. He's got a nice hat, though. Um, and then the final one that I have is less a changing a letter and just removing a letter, because you know what's more terrifying than a snowstorm? A sow storm. Oh, <laughs> and that, my friends, is going to be our Friday night throwdown. I have been Nate. Uh, Roman has been Roman. Sometimes. Eli has been Eli. For 700 years. And the thing we always forget to do, Scott has been Scott. Do you have anything to plug, Scott, while you're here? Uh, sure. I'll do some self, uh, self, uh, patting myself on the back. I have a podcast as well. It's a Breach Burnt podcast. Uh, me and a bunch of guys from the Midwest. Uh, so check us out. We're on all the podcast, uh, catchers out there. So we always l- like to have some new listeners. Yep. Go listen to Breach Burnt. And our last friend, anything to plug, Mike? Or just plug the idea of sleep? Uh, well, you know, I'm here on behalf of the uh, Gigglesmiths Guild. Um, demanding a pay rise. You'll get your raise in Steam tokens when I say you do. <laughs> now get to photoshopping! <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> it's called gimping. Back to the meme <laughs> mines. <laughs> I don't want you gimping for me. Uh, you know what, never mind. Say it, what, but, say, say it properly, you coward. <laughs> by whatever means necessary, I suppose. But anyways, as we always say at the end of a Friday Night Photown, we're sorry. We're sorry. I'm not. Yeah, we didn't (laughs) figure you would be. I'm sorry to my neighbors who had to put up with this. We're sorry, Mike's neighbors. Good night, everybody. Yeah, they they say that. Good night, everybody. Good night. Outro music. That's the wrong one, isn't it? What's the outro music for this one? (laughs) It's the same one. It's always five card shuffle. Yeah.